Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in and listening today. Pray that you are doing well. I hope life is going good for you, and uh, we're going to be starting a brand new um, mini-series, if you would. It'll cover about three or four weeks here in uh, these episodes that we we do. And if you're new and you're joining us, uh, so grateful to have you uh, with us today. Uh, we're going to be starting a series called Unsung Heroes, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a minute. But uh, if you don't mind liking and subscribing and leaving us a review here, that would be fantastic. It is an incredible blessing and encouragement to us here at Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. And um, so glad that that you you listen. And uh, I, I enjoy doing these things and hopefully the Lord uh, is pleased by it and it benefits you. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a, uh, a couple episodes and looking at unsung heroes in the Bible. And you could probably guess by the title that unsung is someone that is not really known too much. And you know what the word hero means. And uh, this comes from, I actually won a a award uh, called unsung hero. Uh, when I played football in high school, uh, I won what was called at that time the Unsung Hero Award, and it was given to usually the senior uh, in high school, but it was given to the person, the player, uh, that did a lot for the team but was never really recognized for what they did. My senior year, I started on the offensive line in three or four different positions, and uh, towards the end of the year, I would play two different positions in the, in the same game on the offensive line. I'd go from playing uh, left tackle to tight end, and I'd have to change jerseys from one play to the other play it it was a nightmare to be honest <laughs> to be honest with you but uh at the end of the year banquet i got this award uh called unsung hero and the funny thing about that is um they give uh you know you know you know my name is james but they put on the trophy jim and then they spelled my last name wrong and so it you get an unsung hero award and it has the wrong name and the wrong spelling is like eh, okay I, i'm still unsung but what we're going to be doing is taking a look at a couple people and we're going to be trying to learn for from their lives and see what we can glean from them as we walk with the lord and so hopefully this will be a blessing to you and if it is uh let us know and uh, you can leave us a comment or you can leave us a review or like and share uh, and let other people know about it. We would greatly appreciate it. And this week, I want to start off with uh, somebody that you may know of, you may not have heard of before. And this gentleman's name is Beniah or Beniah. And we find him in 2 Samuel chapter uh, 23 in starting in verse 20. I'll just read these verses with you quickly. It says this, Benaniah, son of Jehoadiah, was a valiant fighter from Kabzeel who performed great exploits. He struck down two, Mo two of Moab's best men. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched his spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spears. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, Benaniah, son of Jehoadiah. And so we read that and go, oh, okay, uh, what do we do with that? Uh, well, there's a lot there. 
Benaiah is Benaniah is one of those men. He is an unsung hero. He did a lot of things for the Lord, a lot of things for uh, David and even David's son uh, Samuel, as you read uh, in the rest of Scripture. But there are things that we could uh, learn from him. And in order to learn from him, we have to have an under- understanding who who he was really quickly. Um, ben and I, his dad, uh, Jehoadiah, he was a priest. And you go, well, why why does that matter? Well, the reason it matters, and we're going to come back to this uh, in a couple minutes. That's why I need to give it to you up front. Here is this: since Ben and I, his dad, was a priest back in the day, Ben and I should have been a priest as well. Uh, it was usually the custom that whatever your dad did as a job, as a career, that is what you did, especially if your dad was a priest. You would grow up learning everything about the priesthood, learning the ins and outs and everything along those lines. And when the time came, you would be a priest. But what we're told here is that Benaniah was a valiant fighter. And he actually, you know, years later, actually becomes bodyguard uh, to David. And Solomon puts him in charge of the army. And so Benaniah goes from being, should have been a priest, to a valiant fighter. That's like if your pastor became an MMA fighter. It's a vastly different calling if if you would but that's what Ben and I did and what we read in scripture is that he was held in honor more than any of the 30 David had these 30 fighting men that he put in in high honor but Ben and I was held in honor more than any of them and we read these things about Ben and I that he becomes the bodyguard he becomes uh in charge of the army uh, Benaniah is very smart and he can fight as well. And you have to remember when it comes to war and fighting uh, back then, there's a lot more hand-to-hand combat uh, than it is today. Uh, And this all happens to Benaniah because of the things that he's done. He struck down two of Moab's best fighters. He struck down an, an Egyptian. And some people think this Egyptian was over seven feet tall. And he kills a man with a spear. And verse 22 in Second in Samuel here tells us that these were such the things that he did. And so it gives us the idea that Benaniah did other great things like this. But the thing that really gets me the kicker in all of this is we read this that Ben and I went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Now, I'm pausing there for that to like sink into your mind a little bit. He went into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Like that is one of the Bible verses you you sit back and you wonder why is that even in there? Like that is absolutely crazy. Because think about it. Why would you go into a pit to kill a lion? on a snowy day like that's just stupid or was it faith see i want you to picture this ben and i he didn't fall into a hole with this lion he didn't get trapped in a hole with this lion he actually went into the pit where the lion was and we don't know why there there could be a host of reasons why he he does this but think about a lion a lion is going to be much stronger much faster heavier better vision uh, claws and teeth that can rip you apart and everything along those lines. And like, who wakes up one day going, huh, I think I'm going to go find a pit and I'm going to walk into it and kill a lion that is in there. Not many people do that. Oh, and by the way, it's snowing. Now, if you're listening and you've never been 
and you live in a place where it's never snowed and you've never been in snow before, uh, let me tell you, snow is wet and it is slippery and you have to be really careful of your footing. Uh, I, I, I live in the northeast part of Pennsylvania, so I, I deal with snow uh, a lot. And so your footing is not very good. Um, so who has the upper hand here? The lion or Benaniah? Well, the lion does, if you think about it. And so what happens? Well, Benaniah comes and he goes into this pit. And remember, there's no gun. This is hand-to-hand -hand or a spear or something along those lines. And so what happens? Does Benaniah get killed? Does he lose a hand? Uh, does he lose a foot? What, what happens? Well, he kills the lion. That's what happens. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you go into a, a pit to and, and kill a lion with your bare hands. Once again, we think that is stupid and that there has to be something wrong with Benaniah. That Benaniah maybe isn't playing with a full deck of cards, but let me ask you this. Maybe it wasn't stupidity. Maybe it was faith. Maybe God was leading him into the pit to kill that lion for some reason. Because if God was leading him into that pit against that lion, it wasn't stupidity. It was actually obedience and faith. Would you go? Would you go into the pit on a snowy day to kill a lion if that's what God was leading you to do? If that's what God wanted you to do, would you go in and do it? I don't know if I would. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if I would be able to do it. But it does make you think. But this is who Benaniah is, a great fighter, a smart man, who I think wasn't stupid, but he lived by faith in the God of the Bible, the one true God. And so here's the question. What do we learn from Benaniah, this unsung hero? Because he did a lot of great things, but we don't hear too much about him. He gets like five verses. That's, that's just about it. What we learn from Benaniah is this, and it's simple. Maybe you've heard it before. What we learn is this, that an unsung hero lives by faith. It's one of those basic things on paper, but Scripture calls you and I to live by faith. Many of you know the verse in 2 Corinthians that God calls us to live by faith, not by sight. And think about Benaniah for a minute. What do you think he would have done if he lived by sight? That if Benaniah was a man that everything he did was dependent upon how he saw things, living by faith. I don't think he'd go into a pit on a snowy day to, to kill a lion. See, sight, if you're living by sight, tells us going, all right, we're going to slowly back away from this pit so that we're not eaten. Faith says, okay, Lord, I prayed about this. This is where you want me to go. So I'll follow you and I'll trust you. My faith is in you. See, that is living by faith. And the reason you and I are called to live by faith is this. Living by sight does not enable you to trust God and depend upon Him. So when you're living every day by sight, you're trusting in and depending upon you or your spouse or your kids or your government or your job, and you're not trusting and depending upon God. That is why God calls you to live by faith, because as you live by faith, you're actually trusting in and depending upon God and not somebody else. Living by sight is all about us and what we can do. It's not about 
who God is or what God will do or how God works. You see, living by faith means we boast in all that we can do. Look at me, I got this job or I did that. Look at what I accomplished. And that doesn't bring glory to God. That doesn't benefit you or I. It doesn't enable us to have a healthier and growing walk with the Lord. And so living by sight in many ways can and does keep you from glorifying the Father. It's only as we live by faith that our lives show and point people to Jesus, where we say, look at what Jesus has done in my life. Look at what Jesus has done through me. Look at what Jesus is doing for me right now. Living by faith builds us up in Christ. It builds our trust and our dependence and our love and our gratefulness to and for the Lord up. And more importantly, it brings glory to the Lord. But there's a problem in you and I living by faith. We don't do it. We struggle in this. I'll be honest with you. It's all of us. We all struggle to live by faith. A lot of times we end up living by sight. And there's many reasons as to why we all live by sight more than faith many times. But I think one of the main reasons you and I live by sight instead of faith is this. It's fear. That we are afraid to live by faith. Think about it. It's scary to put our fate, our bills, our name, our family, our livelihood in the hands of somebody else. Many times in life, for whatever the reason, we live by fear and not by faith. And I know what a lot of people will say, because I've heard it before. They tell me, well, I don't live by fear. I, I live by faith. And the reality is, there's a good chance you're living by fear instead of faith. You see, God tells Paul something. And I think God is telling all of us this through Paul. And it's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, we read that God has given us a spirit of power, not of fear. Why do you think God would tell us that in Scripture? I think he does it for well, a couple of reasons, but one is to remind us that he wants us to live by faith, not by fear. That he's given us a spirit of, of power, not fear. You see, as you and I live in fear of not stepping out in faith to follow the Lord, say, into a pit with a lion on a snowy day, we're living in and by fear. And so if you had to describe your walk with the Lord right now, what word would you choose? Are you walking with the Lord in faith or are you walking with the Lord in fear? Does fear mark your life or does faith? Is it a faith in the Lord or a fear of the things of the world? Are you living by faith or are you living by sight? Which is it for you? To help us answer that question, uh, it would help us to have an idea of what living by faith actually looked like. And thankfully, we get that from Benaniah. Uh, We get a, a good picture from him of what it looks like to live by faith. And when it comes by living by when it comes to living by faith, we have to realize a couple things. And one of that is this. A life lived in faith means that you're not going to let fear dictate your decisions. So often we allow fear to guide us and be the decision maker for us, where we sit back and go, you know what, I'm afraid to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Lord, you want me to go into that pit on on a snowy day with that lion? I'm afraid to do it, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. So you see, fear, what it does is it takes God out of the equation. Did you Did you hear that? Fear takes God out of the, the equation. When you and I let fear uh, decide for us or to make decisions for us, we're, we're not, letting, 
not allowing God to lead us and guide our lives. And here's something that I know. You and I, we all have fears. I know a lot of people have fears of what I do uh, all the time, and that's public speaking. Uh, and guess what? I'll be honest with you. I I have a fear of public speaking. It's not one of the things that I I like to do. Now, God has given me a desire of, uh, to do it, but um, there's been many times over the course of my life where I've not wanted to do any type of public speaking. As a pastor, I've done uh, a couple funerals for murder victims and things along those lines where I was afraid to get up and speak in front of the people. Um, It's sad and it's hard and it's difficult, but we cannot let fear make decisions for us because when we let fear make decisions for us, we're not living by faith. If Ben and I stood outside that pit and go, and went, you know what? I'm afraid to do this. I'm going to walk the other way. He was taking God out of that equation. And a lot of times what we'll, what we'll say is, well, what if I fail? What if, I, what if it doesn't work out well? Well, failure is giving up. Failure is not losing out on something. Failure is not having the desired results not met. Failure is giving out giving up rather. Failing is is not stepping out and not getting the results you want. You need to hear me on this. Success in life is faithfulness to Jesus. When you're faithful to Jesus, you're successful because ultimately all the results are up to Jesus. And what Jesus is asking you to do is just to be faithful. It's not about winning or losing or getting uh, these kinds of results or those kinds of results. Success is Simply put, faithfulness to Jesus. And so when you step out in faith to follow Jesus, you have to use this phrase. You have to to do it because you're living by faith. And when you live by faith, you're not going to allow fear to be your decision maker. Not only that, but to live by faith means we don't walk around thinking God would not want me to do that, whatever that may be for you on that day. And I hear this so much, that God would not want me to be doing this, or God would not want me to be doing that. Well, let me ask you this. How do you know that? Did you ask him? Take a look at Benaniah, or read the account of Gideon, if you would. Both of these men could have easily stood back and go, you know what? God doesn't want me to do that. God wants me to go the other way. But the reality is God did want them to do that. You see, there's a good chance that for some of you, the thing that you think God does not want you to do is exactly what he wants you to do. But the reason we think that God does not want us to do something is this. It's fear. I'm afraid to do that, or I don't want to do that. And so because I'm afraid of it, or because I don't want to do it, we think that God wouldn't want us to do that. See, living by faith means at times doing things that scares you. That's why it's called faith. You see, faith, living by faith at times may mean this, that your calling may not be what you want it to be. Benaniah was a priest, or should have been a priest. Remember that from from earlier on? Everyone would have thought, even Benaniah, even his father, that he was going to be a priest. But turns out his calling was to be a soldier and a fighter and to go into a pit with a lion on a snowy day. Living by faith means we look at our lives thinking everyone thinks I should be doing this or that, or thinking that we should do this, but God wants me to go over there and do that. And so we go over there and do that. Please don't think God would not want you to do something. He just might. 
but it takes faith in order to do that. That's what living by faith means. But living by faith also means this, that faith does not look at the odds or disadvantages against us. Look at Ben and I again. Let's face it, the cards are stacked against him, aren't they? The odds are not in his favor at all, going against a lion in a pit on a snowy day. But what does he do? He goes by faith. Living by faith means we focus on Jesus and what he can do in and through us, not on what the odds say against us. And I hear this so much, I see this so much, mainly because I fight against it personally so much in my life. We go, well, look at me. Look at, I I can't do that. I don't have the abilities to do it. Things have never worked out good for me. And we look at all those types of things. And then we look at the issue at hand going, "I, I can't do that, Will. I don't know how to do that. Or I've never done that before. There, there's no way. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I went from slicing lunch meat at a local grocery store to pastoring a church and teaching four to five different things a week. See, when you look at the odds and the disadvantages that are against you in a situation, you're not living by faith. You're actually living by fear. There's no way we live on this amount of money. Maybe that's your thought. Maybe there's no way I can teach. There's no way I can do whatever God is calling me to do. We look at the numbers. We look at the statistics. Faith says, look at God that saved you. Look at the God that is in you. Look at the God that is living through you. Look at the God that is calling you. Look at the God that has equipped you. That is living by faith. That yes, all those things say no, but God seems to be saying yes. So let me step out in faith and let Jesus do what he does. And so living by faith does not look at the odds or the disadvantages against you. Living by faith looks at God first and follows God instead of the disadvantages you think you may have. But living by faith also means looking foolish. And and yes, I I said that. Think about it. You think Benaniah looks a little foolish or maybe even stupid going into a pit on a snowy day to kill a lion? Like It's really stupid. It seems really, really foolish. But living by faith in Jesus will mean at times that you look foolish. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 that God uses and takes the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. For me personally, it looked foolish to a lot of people for me to leave a good job, uh, take my pregnant wife, and enter into the ministry when we had no idea uh, of housing or location or salary or insurance or anything along those lines. At the time, we we just wanted to follow the Lord and, and live by faith. See, at times we don't live by faith because of fear, because we don't want to look foolish. We don't want our reputation to take a hit. Are you willing to look foolish for the glory of God? You see, that is living by faith, that you don't just go lay down in the middle of a street, but that through prayer, reading, the scripture, godly counsel, you come and go, you know what? God wants me to do this. It might be foolish. It might look foolish to the world, but God wants me to do it. And so I'm going to step out in faith and do it. So what is more important to you, the glory of Jesus or your reputation? And then lastly today is this, that living by faith means facing the worst and keep moving forward with Jesus. I came across um, a an old pastor, he is deceased now, by the name of F.W. Borham. And he said this, in, in light of Benaniah and the story here, he, he said this, that Benaniah met the worst of enemies, the line, in the worst of places, the pit, under the worst of conditions, snowy day, and he won. 
Living by faith means you keep going with Jesus through whatever comes up. And here's the thing. It may not turn out like you want it to, but it will turn out like God wants it to. Because success is not the, re- success is not the results you want, but faithfulness to Jesus. And so living by faith means you keep going with Jesus in the midst of the hardships and the trials and the difficulties. The, that's what Benaniah did, and that is what we learn from Benaniah. He is an unsung hero who lived by faith, not by sight. He didn't let fear be his decision maker. What is your decision maker? Is it fear or is it faith? And so I'd encourage you to learn from Benaniah today. Be an unsung hero and live by faith, not by sight. We're praying for you, and hopefully this has been a blessing to you, and uh, hopefully that you'll uh, leave a comment or review or subscribe, and uh, hopefully you go out today and live by faith. You take care.